Like you said, I think there is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, famously so, like on a level that we perhaps may not even be able to fathom until like we die and review this whole lifetime and be like, wow, like I don't even think we, we have enough time in a day to really actually know what's going on because it's such, it's just a catalyst in a way, in my opinion, for the whole planet and for perhaps as many of us have been talking about. Uh, more of like an ascension wave where it's like a catalyst to initiate people into higher levels of consciousness. And some people won't, you know, they aren't going to reach a certain level of consciousness where they perhaps relate to me on that subject. But I believe that it's probably inevitable for people to at least go another stage, reach another level and on a community basis too. So I'm still trying to wrap my brain around why they're doing so much social isolation and why all of the people who are being paid by YouTube or by any other type of entertainment, you know, uh, company to tell people I've seen deliberately over and over and over and over the messages, tell people to stay home. And so I'm like, okay, well, in the law of one is an example. They say that leisure time is basically one of the best times for people to actually expand and grow, do the inner work, the outer work, because they don't have other things demanding their attention, especially survival. And hopefully we're all going to be getting, in my opinion, we will be getting, and it seems like we will be getting support financially. And we're getting support by basically all the structures of government to stay home, which is phenomenal. And I, I, I honestly never thought it was going to be this drastic. Uh, I know what part of me thought it could be, but I'm surprised every day by how, how they're able to keep it going. Like they're still doing it. It was for sure going to like dissolve in a few days. Like a lot of stuff has, but this is a real deal in my opinion. And it's, it's like, I'm so grateful to be observing it with you, especially because you have such a great perspective on a lot of it too. And pick up, a lot of nuances in the political realm that I, I see, but I don't exactly not always jump into as much as you can. I think we get that divine masculine, divine feminine, like counterpart intuition yeah. on different levels. Cause from the beginning, like you just said, you were saying that it was like, like from like the January, early February time period when before it really hit Europe and before it hit the U S when it was still growing in China, yeah. she was like getting all this downloads about it being like an ascension wave. And I didn't really understand totally what you meant at that time period. But I was like, okay, like I could kind of see that it's acting as a catalyst. But she didn't even entirely understand what she was like receiving on that level as far as it being an ascension wave. But it makes more sense now. Because it's like, it's providing all this catalyst for spiritual growth. So yeah. like you brought up the law of one, I was gonna say the same thing, like the law of one talks about how these kind of dark night of the soul time periods and these these rougher periods for the collective act as huge catalysts for spiritual growth for polarity in either direction positive or negative and um it seems like that that's really what we're experiencing and yeah. i know david wilcock brought up in his recent uh live streams a similar thing that i've been thinking about with the law of one which is there's there's a quote in there that basically the questioner is asking like um like raw has said that only a kind of a small portion of the consciousness at that time period were ready for this shift and the questioner was like okay what are the chances that we could have like an event where the whole collective the whole planet is kind of waking up at once and raw says something along the lines of well it's not very practical but it's ever probable no, that yeah, he, he anything could happen he said it's a possibility, but it's not a probability. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Ever possible, but not probable. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I really, I really resonated with that. And it really feels like that we are like, well, from the beginning, I felt like this is like a timeline shift. Yeah. Like this is like a huge catalyst again for the collective to potentially shift one way or the other. So are we going to play into fear? and darkness in the negative timelines or are we going to use this as an opportunity to come together as a collective and like really change humanity for the better and i think all negative you know negative things uh give us that opportunity yeah yeah so that's kind of like where we've been seeing it from the spiritual level but then of course there's like the more uh 
3 3D or more tangible side of like what's occurring with these cultural sociological sort of observations like yeah. it's been so cool to watch everybody all of a sudden learn more and actually start to understand frequency uh, technology and weapons and so on because that's been going on long time like very long time that they've been working with electromagnetic frequencies making them using them on people they put through the tvs back in the day and so now they're thinking that it's possible a new frequency weapon was used on the people and that's what was killing people. And I'm like, it's very You're possible. About 5G, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, even if that's what it really is, like I, I'm fuzzy about all of the definitive details about what the threats are and what, um, <laughs> what, yeah, what the threats are. And I believe there's a lot of redirection going on and a lot of like illusions going on. But it, overall, the conversations being done, our conversations, like people who we've all met, like yourselves and other people in our community have been having for years trying to understand and talk to our families about and now it's coming to the mainstream and it's just it's just been so it's been like a like a tidal wave it's been intense and yeah. also bioengineering and you know so space, like is coming into it if you remember back in uh 2018 dimensions of disclosure and they asked everybody at the end on the panel, what is disclosure to you? And everyone answered, I don't think anyone could have guessed that this, <laughs> how it's gonna, this was disclosure. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yes. like, it's, but that's the only way it can happen. We can't know how it's going to happen. It just has to kind of blindside us. And uh, we have to adapt and react. And we're humans. We've, we, we've made it this far. So we we can problem solve. We can we can do stuff like this, and this is like a test of humanity. Also, how can we how can we evolve? How can we navigate? How can we tackle this situation? So it's really cool to see things playing out right now. I mean, it's not cool to see the deaths. You know, you know what I'm you know where I'm going with it though. We understand. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, obviously we all follow Q, and we've the people, the community that's been kind of following Q and the disclosure community has been preparing for an event of this caliber for some time period. But like you said, none of us would have ever guessed that it would have been like a, a killer virus that was going to, you know, take over the world and which invisible enemy, right? The invisible enemy, which of course I don't believe the virus is actually taking over the world. I don't think it's a serious threat to humankind. Um, and that's where we're still like kind of, at least me personally, inconclusive about what on a physical level, what this hidden enemy actually is. Like, yes. is it, I mean, I feel like it's most likely a bioweapon, like a viral bioweapon, but a lot of people think it's the whole 5G thing, which could very well be a part of it. But I mean, I personally don't know. And also if you compare the, the cases, the positive cases in the United States to the sealed indictments map, there's a huge correlation between those two maps. And so... That's where that. we start getting into this territory of like, is this virus being used as a smokescreen for certain military operations to take place? And I think regardless of the origin of the virus, like the virus, we can probably all conclude is a legitimate thing to a certain degree. Um, like there is some kind of hidden enemy there, but it seems like that the the good guys, like the Alliance or the White Hats or the Q team, the the positive forces of good on the planet human and maybe not human are um <laughs> are using the tactical advantage of a lockdown like a nationwide lockdown and potentially a global lockdown to conduct these military operations which we were just talking about like have been in the works for years now but we never knew how it was going to play out and this just happened to provide like that catalyst for those operations to then take place. And you're talking about the military operations. You know how they uh, they came up there in the press conference the other day and said the ships have been deployed in the Caribbean Sea for the uh, the drug cartel and all this stuff. Well, I read an article, which I don't know if it's true, but allegedly those, trip, those ships arrived in February. They were already there at the time of the announcement. Uh, and, you know, like you said, we always find out about this stuff after it happens. Mm -hmm. they, could, they could have never made that announcement and said they're deploying now because that would just give up their whole, that would show their hand. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so if that article was accurate, you know, they're already there. And that proves to me right there that this isn't about the virus. Yeah. Right. If they were yeah. there, if they were there in February. And it makes sense to me that they would conduct the operations before they publicly talked about them. Because you got to ask, like, why would why would these top ranking military generals like Mark Milley and a couple others get on stage right before the covid like daily briefing and give this whole military briefing. And in the past week, we've seen a, a huge increase in them saying over and over and over, this is a war. This is a military operation. The military is handling this. Like they've said that over and over and over. People are seeing military all around the country and tanks in LA and, and stuff in New York yeah. and like the tents in Central Park are going up and like, what's that all about? There's yeah. all this stuff that doesn't line up with this virus. <laughs> or it's like, there's something else going on here that's really big. Well, know? I don't know if you guys heard that listened to Laura Eisenhower's roundtable with uh, John D'Souza, Michael Sala, and Mike Barra. Not yet. I haven't pulled me, up, though. You need to. It, it's amazing. To me, I don't like to use this term, but it's a definition of, like, the bombshell interview. Yeah. Wow. They, they really blow good. the lid on this entire thing from all angles. Everything I watch your guys' videos, and you know, I'm sure you know what we talk about. But everything we talk about, uh, they're confirming it, right? And nice. then, but they're but they're bringing insider information, right? So, new theories that I haven't even heard, like the tents and the ships, uh, are not just for the children and the the woman from the trafficking, but they're they're getting intel that it's possibly for uh, military casualties. Right. Uh, when this operation takes, you know, whenever they actually, when they get the green light, who knows what's going to happen. They've been training yeah. for, they've been training for underground battle for a long time. We know this. The articles are out there. Uh, they, they've been training. They've been training. They've specifically been training to fight underground. Yeah. And like underground tunnels. So did you hear uh, about the, uh, the Bloomberg underground tunnel under, under Central Park? Yeah. That they're doing operations in right now. Yeah. It, yeah. And then, it, and then. Uh, ben Chastain brought up the point that Epstein has a mansion right there, uh, yeah. right mm -hmm. next to Central Park. And I think the Pope, too. I think the Pope and Epstein's mansion oh were God. like back to back well, right in that go. area. I mean, speaking of underground, I know you saw this today, Jace, uh the Playboy Mansion. They're digging up around the Playboy Mansion. Now, uh, Kate Awakening actually went on Edge of Wonder Live like a year ago or less than a year ago and kind of blew, the whistle, that, right? kind of blew the whistle on the on the underground tunnels maybe she didn't blow the whistle but she had some information just because she's personally been there and so if that is true they're probably to me they're they're trying to uh fill in those tunnels dig them up eliminate them so when you go search that home there are no tunnels to to find hide the evidence yeah they're yeah. hiding the evidence well and there's that whole thing with oprah too right that big yeah. uh yeah, uh, Oprah's house being seized and the, the, all these pictures and documentation of them excavating tunnels and but the tunnels, the rumors were the tunnels were going into the ocean off the off the coast of Florida. And that would make sense because Oprah was right up there with like Harvey Weinstein and John of God, who were very much involved in that stuff. So, yeah, I think, yeah, we're getting a lot of these um, these bases and these locations that have been conducting these negative trafficking operations are being uh, seized right now. But I'm, I'm thinking, like you were saying earlier, that the majority of this stuff has probably already been done, or at least what we're hearing about publicly has already been taken care of, so it's not to jeopardize the operation. Right. But as, um, as Trump has said the past couple of days, these next two weeks are going to be the most imperative and the most heavy. And he keeps saying they're going to be really um, hard to get hard. through and that it's... Yeah. Yeah, negative and um, and kind of like you know verbiage that might make people a little bit nervous, but I think is a good uh, foreshadowing prep, you know. And one of the things you guys were just talking about was the like the military operations underground, and that there could actually be military casualties. And he keeps saying like people will die these next two weeks, and yeah. it, it doesn't feel like he's talking about the virus. No, and. Um, if these operations are being conducted in these spaces, like at the very least we have the cartels being taken out, which are uh, the army of the deep states, so to say. They are one of the like ground forces. 
Um, but then on the higher levels, we have these other mercenary groups that also probably have armed protection. When the alliance is going in to take out these groups, they're likely not going to go with them easily. They're likely going to put up a fight. And this is probably that kind of last stand for these deep state and shadow groups before they are exposed and turned over to the light completely. I've been thinking about the boats and the tents a lot. And I'm also getting something about like, not only casualties in the military, but casualties of the people that they were going in to get. Mm, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Like those oh, people wow. are going to be oh, dying. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Really not. What, what we're seeing is a symptom of what the entire planet, planet is going through right now. It, it's just happening even yes. down to our little groups. Yeah. It's everybody's uh, going through something right now. And we're all going to learn from this. There's, every time you get on that page, you're going to get triggered. You're not going to agree with something, but that might be the catalyst or that might be whatever it is you needed for your next step in your evolution and your journey. Yeah. So it's just, it's just the way things are playing out right now. It really, I really feel the collective dark night of the soul is happening right now. Like it's, or it's ramping, it's stage, ramping up yeah. at least. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like everyone's yeah. junk is coming up and all the, everything that's once been hidden is coming to light and people are, waking up like never before but people are that means people are having to deal with these really hard truths and realities yeah and, and, uh, and what's what's a common people are, a lot of people are having a hard time yeah with a lot right and, now and what happens when you're not used to that somebody is first time their experience yes. the first time you point fingers you, yeah. you you externally you don't process it it's all external you 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 find somewhere else to put it and I know, Alexis, you can probably touch on that. Okay, so what I was thinking when you guys were just saying that was, um, I never pictured it this way, but I was trying to, like I said, I'm trying to understand why they're having people at home so intensely. And I'm like, okay, what is it? But like you mentioned, some people have never gone through this kind of level of rev revelation before. And the state in which everyone's brainwaves and their you know, their person is usually held at is in a state of survival and this like false matrix routine. And it, it just, it kills all their energy. It kills all of their, you know, their resources. And so they've been at home rebuilding themselves right now in a way too, and sleeping yeah. more than probably they ever have like for years. Maybe. I definitely have <laughs> eating, eating more, communicating more, um, having time on their own. And I'm like, oh, it feels like almost it was, it's a really wise thing to do if you are later going to give people something that they need to process that's heavier than they've ever processed before. Yes. And it's like, wow, yes. <laughs> divinely, it seems like this is people are really being set up to have the reserves to deal with this emotionally, mentally, you know, physically, like people will literally be throwing up. Uh, it's, it's it's happened to many of us there's yeah these things are very intense topics yes yes i felt the same actually it's almost like it's it's forcing us all to slow down to reconnect with each other to to kind of like break us from of our um non-stop going the mind control the uh you know everything that's a part of this matrix system that we so many of us have been stuck in for so long it's like it's forcing us out of that to come back to ourselves and come back to each other and yeah. slow down and despite the effort of like the news like really trying really re yeah well that's why they're trying so hard to push the fear yeah because they they're desperate to keep that alive to keep people well, in a state of fear I, and oh, go ahead Jace. i want to i was going to say that the other end of the spectrum along those same lines is that you know they're saying that the deep state really wants people also to stay in their homes but for a different reason yeah. and that's to continue crashing the economy right because yeah. even though we yeah. understand that this is a whole like spiritual awakening and that this is good for us the deep state kind of wants a similar thing but for the other purpose and yeah. they want to see the economy continue to go down they want to see people not going back to work they want to see people um panicking. being in fear and panicking and not knowing what's going on being in confusion but it's kind of backfiring on them because as people are staying home, we are connecting, we are going inward. We're, mm -hmm. we're like spending more time with ourselves and with our family members and our pets and our loved ones and dreaming more dreaming and taking oh care of ourselves, hopefully purging <laughs> probably like everything. 
So speaking of dreaming, I want to share, I've never shared, I don't know if I've ever shared a dream. I never share my dreams, but I had such a profound dream the other night. Yes. Sunday night. I'd like to, I want to share. But but, I mean, all will be revealed. I feel like that would be optimal timeline, right? We can put ourselves on that timeline. I mean, who else is going to give us all, give us all a free flying car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get a flying car. You get a flying car. Yeah. Check under your seat. <laughs> Check under your There's a little device. You just slap it on your car. Check under your There's a you get a free energy device. <laughs> There's a replicator under everyone's yeah. <laughs> man. We need to be pulling pulling through for Oprah now. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear about your dream. Okay. So it was it was a really wild uh it was a, a active night. I had like an, I'll start off. I'd had an, I'll do, do this as quickly as possible too. I had a astral projection, uh, which I've done in the past before. I never initiated. It just happens. And it happened and it's been a while. And when that happens, wow. you're, you're aware, you're consciously aware. And, but the, this, the problem was this time is I couldn't make it through the ceiling. Usually just go right through the walls. I couldn't get out of the room. I, I was like, what the heck? So oh. then I, I was like trying so hard to focus on not losing the experience. But like, because I couldn't get out, I came back into my body. And as soon as I did, <clears throat> I heard my cell phone on the nightstand sound like uh, like static electricity. Like zzz, and like my charger was like making this noise. And I went to grab my phone in my, in my, uh, my hand, I started getting shocked and it, and it, I couldn't let go of my hand or I couldn't let go of my phone because it was like, you know, when you get shocked, your muscles constrict. And I like finally shook my, uh, shook my, my, the phone free from my hand. And I was under such like a spell, I guess you would call it. I just knocked back out. Like I couldn't even, and I remember laying there looking at my hand to see if like it left a mark or anything on my hand. And then, and I finally, uh, Finally, I just I couldn't keep my eyes open, and I was like in a coma. Uh, and then I, the next thing I remember, which was super lucid, I was in my living room, looking out the front door, and I saw a cloud form in the sky, and then take off. And it was a <laughs> it was like a cloaked ship, but it was like an H shaped craft. After it started going, I could see the shape of it, and some people were on my couch in the living room. I don't know, like my friends or whoever. I'm like, you guys, there's a cloaked craft out here. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I turned back around and look in one of those like Star Destroyer craft that like William Tompkins talks about was in the sky, just like taking over the whole sky right up above my house. I'm like screaming. I'm like, you guys, just freaking Star Destroyer outside. You guys got to see this. You got, and they're just, they're not even getting off the couch. They don't care. I'm like, you have no idea. Come look at this. And then I look up in the sky and some uh, some guy is like parachuting down and he, and he lands in my yard and it's an army officer, uh, officer, an army man, whatever. And I was like, yo, what's up, man? And I could tell he was like thirsty. I was like, do you need a drink of water? And he's like, yeah. So he came in my house and I was real nervous and I was trying to pour him a glass of water and I was the Gans water. Nice. And I, and I was spilling it everywhere. And I offered him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But, but here's where it gets wild. So we go <laughs> this is where it gets <laughs> wild? That's already yeah, getting wild. Is gets <laughs> so we walk back out. So we go outside like to go back in the front yard, but everything's different. There's these massive trees in my front yard with like cars up on top of them and like airplane parts. And oh. there's craft everywhere in the sky. I mean, there's all kinds oh. of stuff going on. And I look over to my neighbor's yard. There's like a football team in like a red uniform, but they're like lost. They don't know how they got there. And that that officer, that officer guy, he's like, he's like, oh shit, the portals are open. And I was like, uh, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, the portals are open. So everything, like all these like dimensions were like merging and stuff was coming through the portals. And there was these craft in the sky. And it was just the most intense thing I've ever seen. And then, and then on to top it all off, overtaking the whole sky in the clouds was Trump, and and, <laughs> and beneath, like his head, his, no, his whole upper half of his body, and then like at a podium, but on the podium were praying hands, and what? yeah, and I don't, I was like, 
oh, like what is going on? Like is Trump the savior? Trump I just, is God. <laughs> yeah, and it's a prophet. He is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and, Jesus. And then it just after that, some kids started shooting bottle rockets at us, and then I woke up. Whoa, that's but, deep, man. Yeah, and there were some more details. I, I wrote it down as much as I could. Remember, Good, but uh, it was just I, I I thought about it like multiple times a day since Sunday. It happened Sunday night, and I, I don't know if there was some type of portal that was open like astrologically that night or something. I don't know what the portal. Thing. That is what I feel like. <laughs> is like one of the potentiated timelines of how this shift is actually going to happen. And the fact that you're saying like portals, like the, this army guy was saying that the portals were converging or opening up makes a lot of sense to me intuitively. Because what I thought of when you said that, and that I've been thinking about a lot lately, is I, I remember listening to these channelings years ago, oh, yeah. a series of different galactic channelings that all kind of discussed the same uh, circumstances for how the shift would happen, you know, like the, the Micronova or just like the Ascension event. And what they were saying, the kind of patterning between these channelings was that in the months preceding the event, so leading up to it, about a year to six months beforehand, things would really start to get really strange in the social political domain. Uh, like governments would start collapsing, things would start falling apart on the structural level. And that's what we're observing. And then they said the next thing that would happen is that dimensional anomalies would start happening. So things would start disappearing, like objects would start disappearing more and objects would appear more. And there would be like kind of different colors starting to appear and like kind of a slow progression over a couple months of that happening, leading up to a point where the veil between the different dimensions was really thin. And uh, a lot of them went into this kind of three days of darkness type thing after that, which I don't know if I intuitively vibe with that for the current timeline we're on. Like if we're going to go through that kind of spiritual three days of darkness, it might be more of the, uh, the symbolic three days of darkness with the shutdown that would happen, yeah. um, which maybe that was symbology for that the whole time, but that things would get really, dimensionally weird right before the shift happened and that's what i was thinking about when you were saying that and that makes total sense that you know the military groups the secret space programs are probably going to try to be even if they're the alliance they're the good guys they're probably going to be trying to control the way the event is playing out on the planet as much as possible even if it's for service to others like because that's just what they do right they like protect and they want to make sure they're running kind of the operations so I could totally see if like secret space program crafts just started showing up by accident and like people were confused and coming out of the crafts and like being like, Oh my God, the portals are open. And like yeah. uh, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was wild. It was definitely wild. It's that Gans water. Yeah. Yeah. That's and PB and J's apparently. Yeah. 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 You know, it's also interesting. I was meditating in the backyard today, looking for clarity, specifically on the uh, this child trafficking thing. Yeah. And, and what's going on with these tunnels? I, I just wanted. I was just looking for clarity, and my dog was going crazy, like like not barking, but I could hear her actively like digging at something and like making all these noises and kind of whimpering. And I finally had was forced to look over, and I have a some firewood stacked up like a log pile. And she was digging underneath this uh, log pile. And I didn't know what the heck she was going after. And I was, finally, I got up and realized there's a garter snake. She was digging to get, to get to this snake, which I thought was symbolic of like, okay, so she's like digging under the tunnel, like, like digging a tunnel to get, the, get out the snake. Like the, like the wow. snake. And wow. And I was like, wow, this is like totally perfect, lining, lining up perfectly with what I was trying to achieve with the meditation, but the sign was like right there. It was just, uh, it was just another think, confirmation. Very job. keen. Yeah, very keen. I think that we should all be like paying attention to those kind of symbolic things in our lives because there's, if well, we pay attention to it. that's what Vision Quest is all about. Yeah. You got to look for those like physical cues. Yeah. It's like, I, in my opinion, that's like what they make all, all, they used to make all the kids do that as a rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the hints are everywhere. We were talking yeah. about, we were talking about mainstream earlier and uh, we got 
pulled off like what the mainstream is pushing right now and all this like and this is like the deep state's last ditch effort mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys know this but uh jimmy kimmel uh jimmy fallon and stephen colbert are are putting on this massive worldwide show called i wrote it down uh one world alone together on april 18th and it's curated by lady gaga oh, and, God. and this is yeah. going to be shown i it's all over the world every major network every network comedy central mtv abc nbc every Weird. they're going to overtake the entire and world everything they're gonna, they're gonna shut it off before they get to do it well that's what i'm wondering that's what i think so sorry but, yeah, yeah no you should look you should look into it like there isn't one network that's not hardly named it's gonna air from eight to ten and so what that pretty much you turn on the tv and, and it's and this gonna, is what you're gonna be watching and they're gonna be promoting their message whatever it is and it's well, that sounds like that sounds like the counter op to what david was explaining with the Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Twenty-four hour streaming of the disclosure stuff. Or maybe exactly. it is the op, and we're just being judgmental. Maybe that's how they're <laughs> going to sneak people into watching it. It's going to be all these guys talking about Lady. what's actually been happening. That would be crazy. Be that would be. I don't think <laughs> yeah. that would happen, but that would be wild. Yeah. But it, so what date is that? Eighteenth. April eighteenth. So Saturday, eight p.m. Well, eight p.m. to ten p.m. We'll see if that happens. I. I, I mean. Yeah. That would yeah, that's that's a, a week from this weekend. It's and a huge warning. Also this this weekend is or this Friday is Good Friday. And that's the, the four ten twenty that we've been hearing about from Q. Yeah. So we're all kind of waiting to see if yeah. that uh three day shutdown is actually gonna happen during well, this I time have, period. Yeah. I have something to add onto that. I, I told Aaron about it. So I uh you know, I work with a pendulum and I quit for a while. I finally took a pendulum class with my dad and really figured out I was doing a lot of stuff wrong. I wasn't protecting it. I went, there's just a number of things I was, I wasn't doing to make sure I was getting an accurate reading. So after this class, I, I really started taking it seriously and tapping in and making sure that like, uh, cause every time you use it, you're opening a little mini portal. And if you're mm -hmm. not putting up the protection or making sure that, uh, you know, it's, it is of the light, the mm -hmm. being of the light, and who knows. But so I, I wanted to ask last week about this shutdown last week. And I said, is it going to happen? Is a three-day shutdown really going to happen this week? I said, no. I said, is it going to happen next week? I said, yes. I said, okay. And I left it at that. So then just like a day ago or two, I, I pulled it out again, and I wrote down the dates, April 4th through the 12th and for clarity and i wanted to see i said uh is the shutdown still happening this week and yes and then i, I and i wanted clarity on the date and i went to four no five no six and it was no and when i got to 10 it was a big yes whoa so, so it would be friday the 10th good friday that's so, four ten twenty. yeah four yeah. ten twenty now i don't know if i it's I, biblical it's yeah. biblical. Now, exactly. Nobody listening, exactly. please don't put weight into that. I'm not making a prediction. He's just saying it's just what? it's just what the reading it's just what the reading I got uh said. It we'll we'll see. Don't don't make this Allison Coast situation. I've been getting yeah. Easter, yeah. I've been getting <laughs> oh, Easter nonstop. Like yeah. wait for Easter, Easter. I'm like, yeah, Easter's the best time, you know. Everyone if you send it on <laughs> Easter Sunday, like And Trump has yeah. been talking about Easter too. He's like, Easter's gonna be great. I know. It's gonna yeah. be fantastic. <laughs> I yeah. thought maybe your dream would have any, something about Easter in it, but I, I, I didn't parse any of that out from listening uh, to it. I was like, dang it. Well, that would, be, that would be the perfect three days. If it was Friday, Saturday, People Sunday. People would get it. That would, be, that would be very synchronistic. Yeah, I, that's yes. what I agree. If it's going to be biblical, like how you How much more get, biblical? You can't get more <laughs> symbolic. I mean, everything, yeah. And this is the Holy Week for Christians. Like yeah. the, you know, that's the... Yeah, the, it's already the, started. The Christian... Um, religion has kind of been used by Q as like, or I should say there, they seem Q seems to be working with Christians the most out of any other religion because it applies to the most people in America. And I think it has the most potential for waking people up to the darkness on the planet. Yeah. So well, English, that would be very like powerful. English portal. speaking people really in general is like the yeah. most prominent religion mm -hmm. well now they're not getting that atheist push that that we see that we were seeing on netflix and all this stuff you know now 
now they have a source that is actually promoting something they believe in and believe in. So it's part of like, it's also like a slap in the face to the deep state. Like, you know, we're going to bring this light back into this battle. Uh, I wanted to bring up one other thing that I saw today, which is an executive order that the White House put out yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this having to do with space exploration. So yesterday on April 6th, Trump signed an executive order from the White House entitled Executive Order on Encouraging International Support for the Recovery and Use of Space Resources. Really? And it basically discusses how they want to put more resources and work with the various space infrastructure groups, both private and public, to get us, get humans into space, excuse me, get humans into space as soon as possible. And they talk about moon mining. They talk about putting humans on Mars and other places. And uh, what, what I found particularly interesting was that they use the word recovery of space resources rather than like creation. allocation or creation or something like that, inferring that the space resources like technology Exists. are already there and that they have to just go and recover them. So obviously, as we know from like all the insiders that we've been following, that there's space infrastructure that is on the moon and on Mars and all over the solar system. an excellent argument for it anyways. And this definitely seems to add to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like we have to go and recover those is kind of what it seems like they're saying. Although in the actual executive order, they, they obviously don't talk about existing infrastructure, but they use the word recovery more in terms of like recovering the the uh, the minerals and the various things that we would be mining but i feel like it has a double meaning there oh. and this is super interesting too because not only was it a a jammer but it was the last satellite to complete a constellation of satellites for a new communication system which includes a jammer i guess which kind of makes sense that they would want a, a communications jammer in their communications constellation a constellation being a grouping of satellites that communicate with each other. And so what they were saying with the Space Force launch, which, uh, you know, is the first time Space Force has officially put anything into space, (laughs) they're saying that it is completely replacing the old communications network that the military was using. And that's kind of oddly familiar when you think about the Q posts from over a year ago when they were talking about the intelligence communication satellites that they were taking offline that were ironically called Corona. Yes. Wow. Isn't yes. that like an interesting that. synchronicity there? Like they're like Corona four offline, Corona uh, six offline, offline, 20 right. offline. Yeah. And then you now we have, you know, Corona. We had Tim Sanders on our, our uh, pop-up podcast and that guy is totally getting shadow, sh- shadow banned right now. He really, he really uh, brings some, I don't know if he drops the ball or what, but he really, <laughs> he really uh, brings light to what could possibly be taking place with this 5G in the coronavirus. And it's, and he's coming from a very, he has credible scientists that he's working with and he, they, they've been working with Tesla technology for their products. They understand they, they're, they are working with science and spirituality. That's how they do it. So they understand that the consciousness aspect of this virus and that's what he thinks is really that's what he thinks is really taking place. This is more of a consciousness virus. And it's like the the whole holographic universe thing. But uh they understand that. So it's it's not just it's not just a 5G like affecting us physically, but it it's something about what gets into our consciousness and we believe, you know, it's like a the placebo effect or the hypochondriac yeah. thing, you know, once you believe the virus is real and you believe that you're sick, you don't yes. actually have to. I think it's you can get the virus that way, is and then that's what they're banking on with this push. I was going to ask you on the consciousness subject if if you thought maybe the virus was Prince Philip reincarnated, but I had to look it up. Oh. And he's still alive, actually. <laughs> but you know, he had oh. that comment about yeah. like wanting to reincarnate as yeah. a virus and yeah. destroy the planet. But he's still alive. I didn't realize that. Is he though? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is he though? Is yeah. any, is exactly. any, is, is anyone we know in the public figures uh, in the public eye still alive as far as deep state? Hillary, Barack Obama, apparently tested positive with COVID-19 today. What? I, Wait, who? Obama. 
Really? I've been now, wondering what's been going on whoa. with him. Like, no, I have so not. I, I've seen, I saw a couple That's people so sharing it. I haven't read the article. I haven't looked into it. I haven't looked into it or anything. I just know that it's flying around the internet right now. So if it's oh, real, yeah. I don't know. That is so weird. <clears throat> but uh, what, I, what I was going to uh, touch on, so that roundtable we were talking about with uh, Laura Eisenhower, another yes. another juicy piece of info they dropped was that uh, allegedly uh, these um, defibrillators or ventilators, ventilators. the ventilators are, <clears throat> are actually uh, – making or they actually speed up the process and kill the person faster that's yeah. why that's why the deep state is pushing for this because it's what happens with uh this specific virus it it closes off the lungs from getting any oxygen the, you can't get oxygen into the lungs so when you hook them up to a ventilator you're pumping oxygen in around the lungs and around the organs and it actually causes the body to fail at a quicker rate and this is this is the reason we're seeing this big ventilator push. That's why they're always asking about these ventilators and they're wanting to get them out there. So mm. if that's, wow, interesting. If that's really true, and but what the hydro, uh, now I can't say it. Now I can't say it. But what that does <laughs> is almost immediately frees up the lungs, right. and, and that's that's the key. That's the key uh, aspect of that. That makes that um, makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah. And why, yeah, why the deep state's trying to push them so much and constantly yeah. asking about them. Exactly. I saw a reporter point out, a, presumably a uh, reporter that is on the side of the alliance, uh, pointed out that the hydroxychloroquine isn't patented by a big pharma group and that without insurance, you can get a full dosage of it for like $100, around $100 which is really like a good price for if you don't have insurance. Yeah. And they were pointing out like, you know, pay attention to these reporters and these different groups who are pushing against hydroxychloroquine and for something else because they likely want to either get a patented vaccine in there, which of course they do make a bunch of money off of it, or is hydroxychloroquine with a a different alternative prescription drug that is owned or patented by a big pharma group that can yeah. profit a bunch off of it. So that's yeah. like their main reason they don't want people on it. Cause it's like, well, one, it helps, but two, it's really cheap and, and accessible. And I'm also reading that that coupled with other things, it can cure cancer and other diseases potentially as well. And this is like something that they knew they know mm -hmm. and they're scared of. Yeah, but then know. it opens up the door to like, what else have we been lied to? What else yeah. cures for cancer or everything else are there? Mm -hmm. and well, and that's where we know there's like technology that could address this kind of stuff probably way more effectively than any prescription drug could, like healing, advanced healing tech. Exactly. But, and I'm sure a lot of people out there are like, well, why don't they just push out and roll out these you know, healing beds and, and plasma technology and stuff like that? And there's a ton of like legal reasons why they can't, of course, but it seems like that this this grouping of meds, the hydroxychloroquine and the Z-Pack and the zinc are like the best kind of official cure that meets all the legal standards and everything that they can put out. Have you guys noticed? I've been telling Aaron this. All the drip, drip disclosure we've been getting in the background while this is going on with Antarctica, they're saying there's, there's a highly likely chance of they found life on Mercury. Uh, they, oh, I didn't they, hear found, that. they found uh, solid evidence of a rain of a rainforest ninety existing ninety million years ago in, in Antarctica. Antarctica, mm -hmm. and the ice is melting. There's a lot of stuff happening that they're would turning be, up that faucet. But if this wouldn't be going on right now, Turn we would all be talking about that, right? Now. Right. You know, yep. that would be this because that's just the way it works. Okay. You guys know Siobhan. Um, yes. So I was editing one of her sessions, editing the audio, and it was she's like, "This one's really good. I want to put this out there. Can you?" The, the audio was all screwed up; you couldn't hear him. So I spent some time and you know got it all balanced out for her. But one wow. of the messages this guy's got, this guy got, was that this digital currency was actually a gift from the Star People. Uh, cool. That 
that the there's so much black magic and so much negativity even just holding physical cash alone like has a negative reaction with your body and like so this whole digital currency thing is actually what they want us to go towards so mm. we can get our hands off of that uh so we can get our hands off of that uh karma i mean yeah, i don't know yeah what, yeah. yeah what's well what that makes a lot of sense like just even touching it because you get those feelings of greed and like ownership yeah. whereas if it's out of <clears throat> the physical world you like don't even have that physical connection to it and that's yeah. super validating i'm glad that uh that that's the message that and you I, heard yeah and i can't i if if i can find that session i'll send it to you because i really didn't do it justice you should hear the message coming through him yeah, uh, it's pretty powerful, and I like it was like. And eventually, money's going to go away altogether. Eventually, but there has to be this transition. Yeah, to, through, through I'll tell you what I've gotten on that note, and you might have heard it in um, like our last podcast or video. But I've been in the past like week or so, I got messages from Spirit to start looking into crypto, and previously I was pretty like opposed to any financial timeline that included cryptocurrency because in my head I was like well we want something more tangible we want at least gold backed if not like trading with coins again or going back to something that's like actually real and I was like crypto is off in the AI universe like it's it's not tangible you could lose it blah 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 and spirit was like well just try looking into it and since I've been looking into it I feel like I've been getting so many downloads about how this technology can be used to help liberate humanity and like digital currency digital currency and like trading right the digital currency side of things okay and since then uh you know the whole thing with the fed and the treasury merging happened and steve mnuchin uh at the treasury who's been at most of these COVID briefings he actually was discussing using cryptocurrency specifically stable coins, which are crypto coins that are one to one ratio to the US dollar. They're called stable coins and people basically just use them to, um, instead of trading back totally to the US dollar, they'll trade to one of these and then it'll keep your money from like fluctuating. And he was saying that they were thinking seriously about using stable coins and crypto to disperse financial funds to the people and using it to get these stimulus checks out there. So rather than like writing a check, you could have the option of receiving it via some kind of cryptocurrency. And then they also announced that they're looking into digitizing the US dollar and creating a, a crypto US dollar that is based on the blockchain. Um, and of course that has the whole crypto community super uh, excited because at the same time they're I've been really like kind of studying the crypto community and what they're all thinking and, and their they, psychology. Yeah. They're their own little world and, and psychological understandings and everything. Um, but ultimately, you know, whether crypto was created like Bitcoin was created by the dark or the light, it's, it's hard to say cause it was mostly anonymous. It seems like the majority of people who use it, at least in the public sphere are using it because they want to bring the sovereignty and the power and their finances back to the people rather than a governing authority. And so they're looking at all this money that the Fed is pumping into the economy, of course, trillions and trillions of dollars right now that the Federal Reserve and the Treasury and like BlackRock uh, banking, which that's a whole thing too. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but BlackRock, yeah. huge like deep state bank they're using them to allocate these funds to the treasury. So it's like they've taken this bank and it seems like they've reverse infiltrated it on behalf of the Alliance and they're using it to bring those, bring that energy like back to the people. And I think they're doing the same thing with the fed. I think they're going to drain the fed of everything essentially that it has return that energy to the people and then dismantle it and put it back into like the treasury. Um, but all these crypto people are like super, uh, they call it bullish, like when they're ready to like invest into crypto. They're getting bullish because they're seeing the inflation go up a ton on the U.S. dollar. And they're saying that Bitcoin could go up to like $100,000 a coin where it's at like 7000 right now. Some people are saying like a million. So I, I, I've been <laughs> seeing a timeline where there is a 
a positive internet structure put into place on behalf of the Alliance that will, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I see it as a potential timeline where the new earth, so to say, could have this 5D internet system that is built on a good stability and foundation that's not meant to manipulate people and that our assets could be funneled and, um, and distributed through this system. And that's where the cryptocurrency could come into play. It could evolve into that. Well, that's, that's the quantum internet. So if anybody, if you know this, whenever, <laughs> whenever Trump was, uh, became president in 2016, one of his first things he did was sign a bill to initiate the quantum financial system. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. And that kind of what? just, that kind of slipped under the radar and he put Melania in, in, uh, in charge of it. Now, now that Google's unlocked, Aaron and I did this. Type in quantum financial system Trump. The second thing you pull up talks about the quantum financial system and being tied in with the Pleiadians and being, a, and being a gift. And, and you find you, uh, link after link after link, you hear, you're reading about the Pleiadians and the quantum financial system. That comes up on the Google search now. And that's, I, I checked it. I showed him. I was like, dude, this is the second one down. And, oh, you're right. I yeah. just looked it up and like, yeah, Benjamin Fulford is one of the first ones too. Um, and then so, stuff talking about galactics. That's crazy. The Pleiadians continue to be a relevant topic in this whole thing. Like I continually get that as a signal and a sign all the time. I'm like, all right, Pleiadians, like, let's see what you got. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Like, let's see. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Definitely. It definitely seems they're probably the most involved group. Um, huh. ET group. With- I've gotten the feeling for a while that they are invested in the Q operation and involved in the Q mm-hmm. operation. So that's yeah. very yeah. synchronistic. I, I agree. Same. I yeah. agree. So I hate to shut this down, but we've been going for almost two hours. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I was wondering, I was like, I think we've been yeah, going. Yeah. It's been, it's, this has been great. Been amazing. Forever. I just yeah. looked at my notes and saw something else I was going to say about my meditation earlier. After I, the whole dog and the snake thing, I went back into meditation. And the first thing that came into my mind's eye was me on a roller coaster at Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. And the name of the roller coaster is Wildfire. And it used to be my favorite roller coaster. Like, I, I wrote it like 10 times in a row, but the well, name of it was wildfire. I'm like, why did that? Why did they just show me that? So I get on, I pulled up my phone after the meditation and went straight to the, the news feed and the wildfires are happening right now in Chernobyl, causing extreme spikes in radiation to be spewing into the atmosphere. So I thought, okay, is there something go? Is there something more to this? How did this wild, wild, wildfire start in Chernobyl and it's you know basically spilling out radiation causing this whole uh I don't know what pandemic yeah <laughs> so what does that pandemic. mean yeah what does what that does mean? mean I don't know maybe it's you guys could feel, maybe you guys could feel into it but I was I haven't connected any dots yet but maybe we should keep our eyes on yeah going on with definitely that. wildfires huh in, yeah. in Chernobyl wild yeah exactly interesting yeah so huh. anyway, by the way, I got my piece of folder right here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you're wearing one too. I'm wearing I'm a little pendant. Nice. Yeah. That was an intense meditation, though. That was amazing. Yeah, and the Schumann spiked, right? Yeah. It did. It was. It, it uh, did. Yeah. It grew right at the beginning of the meditation, and it grew throughout the whole the whole night and the whole morning. And it actually peaked around two in the morning when most people were probably done meditating, but. I got reports that people were like, I was not done. I was still awake. <laughs> and I'm like, that'll happen. And so. <laughs> I think I was doing work somewhere else. During you that. were. <laughs> yeah. You were working with the secret space programs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Giving them some help, you know. <laughs> no idea. That was sweet. Right, but- I think that was the sweetest thing. <laughs> you offered them some water. Peep and Jay. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, it was, pe- it was actually those single wrapped ones. It was those like jammers or yeah those jammers yeah but what was weird is i had a whole i had a whole <laughs> case of them on top of my refrigerator and i was like you won't want to open up the box but none of them were individually wrapped and i remember thinking i'm like damn now all these are gonna go bad because i can't seal the box <laughs> but who knows like you know there's good agents there's bad agents but uh he didn't get from what i saw he didn't get any charges against false claims for being an agent which i is- 
I suspected from the beginning he was a agent or he was working with some intelligence agency and like he was activated at this time to disrupt yeah. the community to do exactly what he what he's been doing yeah to just throw a wrench well, at things i think i, I say uh it's think tom DeLong. you know yeah. uh useful idiot is what a lot of people like to say i think that he's being uh informed with yeah. real intel and misinformation disinfo whatever you want to call it i think he's getting mixed uh mixed briefings and mm -hmm. he believes what he's telling people i mm -hmm. think didn't somebody yeah. remote view remote view yeah somebody remote oh, really? viewed him. Yeah. yeah rob uh or rob uh counts had somebody remote view him and definitely is not what he's who he says he is but he believes but he believes but he thinks he's in integrity yeah yeah yeah. That's that's the feeling I've got the whole time. I was super into his band Angels and Airwaves for years. Like they were like oh, no, my favorite I was band. Talking about Austin. He was talking about. We're Austin. talking about oh, Austin. Austin. Oh, no, no, I do think Tom is probably the same. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant they remote viewed Tom. No, no, gotcha. they remote viewed Austin. Yeah. They checked uh, it out. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, funny. Yes, huh. that's like that's how, like that's a good way to do research. He looks like he's in some type of cell already. Like the way his little setup with the computers yeah. in the wall, I'm like. It does. Well, right? the, another yeah. thing you have to look at. So a lot of people say this guy looks like a psychopath. He has a lot of psychopathic tendencies. Mm -hmm. uh, and people who read uh, read people or empaths can, can see that. Now, I did an entire presentation on voice of God technology. And I spoke here locally on it. I learned a lot while I was doing that. And they pick they specifically pick people who already have those tendencies because the technology works better on them. So the fact that he shows those signs tells me that he's definitely being manipulated. Right. Definitely. It, it well, didn't seem like it. And he's like self-proclaimed DIA agent. Like he says, he's never actually been to any of these offices or met with any agents, but that they've been talking to him for years. Right. So that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. They were talking to him via voice of God tech. And this may even expose all those types of workers on a broader level like that there's these types of operatives in the field and you know they're yeah. in the communities they're offering rumors and so on and they don't even really know they're they're causing any harm they think they're doing good sometimes which is dangerous and again i definitely hope the help that he needs and you know yeah <laughs> we figure yeah. this out together whatever the truth is i hope it it'll comes come out. out all right so okay. we're, we're finally going to wrap this up. Everybody, please say a prayer for everything and everyone that's going on right now. This planet is going, Mother Earth needs a prayer, you know, and so does everybody. So mm -hmm. let's just, uh, you know, next time you meditate, just keep that in mind. Hold space because I've, I've been saying that at the end of every podcast, but it's really hard to ignore what's going on. So, you know. I'm glad you're saying that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's easy to get caught up in the information, but yeah, especially these children, if these claims are real, I... I intuitively think they are, and I and I can't get them out of my mind. I've never prayed or meditated so much for children before, mm. so I just can't. Yeah. That's beautiful. So everybody, please, uh, even if you don't believe it's true, something's still, you know, there's still people suffering, and, and, and why not, you know? Yeah, so. the intentions are definitely going to help no matter what. Everyone has an inner child, too, so there's there's repairs to be made on many levels. Like we've been indoctrinated from children. So like we've all kind of been a, a victim of this system. Exactly. 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 Dude, I literally just saw a TR3B fly over my house. I'm laying on my back deck looking at the stars. I saw two flashers. I saw a power up. And then lo and behold, like a scene from a movie, here comes a black TR3B unmistakable. The three white dots underneath straight up triangle cruising completely silent silent low altitude yeah it was a hundred percent tr3b no mistaking it like a 100 percent conclusive like i'm not mistaking what i saw straight up black triangle ufo with the three dots just like we see in all the footage but it was cruising it was fairly low and it was silent I mean, if a plane was flying that low, it would have been extremely loud. Just put it that way. It's funny because just the other day I watched the TR3B uh, documentary that Alara's in. And I was looking at all the footage. I'm like, you know, I bet if I start looking, I'll see one. I just had a feeling. And today I was at the park walking, looking up, just imagining like 
a TR3V showing up above my head in broad daylight. Obviously nothing happened then, but uh, it decided to show up tonight. It was pretty awesome. I maybe could have had time to get a picture of it, but I did not want to miss it. Like once it, there was no, it wasn't even worth me risking like losing sight of it to pull my phone out and try and get it to focus on the night sky. I bet you for sure I could have caught it, but it would, by the time I would have got a picture, it would have been such at a distance. Um, I don't even care. I don't need proof. <laughs> I don't need to prove to anybody that I saw it.